spent most of his life roaming from one spot to another, one job to another, surrounded by a fair number of other people, or none at all. When he was alone, he enjoyed the silence. When he was part of a community, he knew it was only a matter of time before he'd break away to become part of another. More than likely, folks remembered him fondly, but not very often. Since he remembered them the same way, Paul was content to let things remain that way. Whenever his spirits needed lifting, he only had to look at the faces of his two children. Abigail and David were both the spitting images of their mother. Even though he'd been told the nine-year-old boy bore a mighty large resemblance to his father. If he wanted to be reminded of himself, Paul would look into a mirror. So he chose to only see them for what they were, and as fond reminders of his sweet Joanna. Standing with a pile of books cradled in his arms, Paul hadn't realized he'd been lost in his thoughts until it was pointed out to him by the young woman looking through a small stack of dresses that had arrived all the way from New Mexico earlier that week. She was in her early teens and a bit tall for her age. Long, light brown hair was braided and draped over one shoulder, to display a yellow ribbon tied at the end. Rolling her eyes, she rooted through the clothing with exaggerated vigor and let out a pronounced sigh. "'What's wrong now, Daddy?' she asked. Paul shrugged and got back to stocking the bookshelf. "'Why does anything have to be wrong? "'You're staring at me. "'Because you're beautiful.' Abigail started to roll her eyes again, but blinked and showed her father a smile instead. It was a half-hearted gesture, but it served its purpose well enough. Thank you for saying so. After placing the last book upon its shelf, Paul walked over to the table displaying the store's most recently acquired articles of clothing and rubbed his daughter's shoulder. She was almost as tall as him, even though she tended to stoop a bit to hide her height. I'm not just saying so. It's the truth. You're the only one who thinks so. I doubt that very much. Yes, well, thank you all the same. Walking to the back of the store where a few crates had been opened, Paul said, I imagine you could corral any boy you wanted. Another sigh from the girl was followed by a series of stomping steps that led to the front of the store. I don't want to talk about this with you. What about Michael Willis? Weren't you and Becky talking about him just the other day? Even from her new spot behind the cash register, Abigail managed to shoot a terse glare all the way back to where Paul was retrieving some more books. You were spying on me and Becky... You and Becky are almost always together, and you talk quite a lot. What's that got to do with anything? Paul gathered another armful of books and carried them to the shelf at the front of the store. Although he wouldn't have dropped one volume in the middle of a hurricane, he fretted with them as a way to avoid his daughter's critical eye. I have ears, he said. They're not filled with wax. I hear things. He also saw things, but he decided not to embarrass her with those details. Becky's meeting me at Johansson's Bakery. Can I have some money? 
she asked, while already poking a key to open the cash register. Take fifty cents, not a penny more. Fine. Sliding each book into place and taking his time in the process, Paul waited until he heard his daughter walking to the front door before saying, If you're still hungry, there's going to be a picnic after Sunday services. That's not for two days, she pointed out. We're not eating until then? Of course we are. It's just that most everyone will be there. The Willis family, for certain. Abigail lingered at the door with her hand on the knob. She closed her eyes and pressed her lips into a tight line in an expression of anxiety, dating all the way back to when she'd been a baby, worried about standing upright. Michael doesn't care if I'm there or not. Do you know that for a fact? Yes. When she finally looked over to her father to see his sternic.